The importance of oil and gas has never been more divisive or destructive than in today's modern world. Wars have been declared and thousands have died in the name of sourcing, claiming and producing oil for themselves or to play the financial market. As time and technology have progressed, the opportunities and risks to extract oil resources have risen to maximum levels across the globe. One method being used for this is the installment of drills which burrow thousands of feet underwater. Unfortunately, on April 20, 2010, the risk and danger of such extraction overcame the opportunity for oil, when due to a rupture in the drilling platform of the Deepwater Horizon oil rig, resulted in a catastrophic explosion that killed 11 people and injured many more. The cause of the explosion and subsequent aftermath resulted in a colossal oil spill which lasted for four months and amassed to approximately 60,000 square miles across the Gulf of Mexico. But what happened that day in April, and what theories have come to light in the aftermath of such a major disaster? In this video, we'll be looking at the cause of the explosion, as recorded by the authorities, as well as the immediate and long-term fallout in conjunction with the conspiracies which have formulated over the years. Let's begin this episode of Destination Declassified. Considered to be the worst oil spill in US history, the Deepwater Horizon oil rig disaster has led to numerous speculative causes and reasons for what happened on that horrible day in April 2010. The focus and attention which was broadcast in every country across the globe, as well as the terrifying events that played out, inspired a Hollywood film named after the rig itself in 2016, starring Mark Wahlberg and Kate Hudson. Despite managing to conceal and stop the continuous spillage, the devastating impact and environmental repercussions would become known as the Great BP Oil Spill, as the explosion occurred on the British petroleum-operated Macondo Prospect. Eleven people were killed on that day, and so it's worth looking at the events as they occurred, and what would have been recorded as fact, before delving into the counterclaims and conspiracies that surfaced in its wake. The Macondo Prospect, which the Deepwater Horizon was built upon, is within the United States' exclusive economic zone, approximately 40 miles off the coast of Louisiana in the Gulf of Mexico. Though outsourced and subcontracted to BP for the intended purpose of offshore drilling and maintenance, the rig itself was created and owned by US company TransOcean, the largest contractor of its kind. It's important to note that before the explosion, BP had recently assembled and installed, in partnership with oil service company, Halliburton, a concrete cap within the rig's core. The purpose of this cap was to repress and control the natural gases which emitted from the drills underneath the ocean during the rig's procedures in oil extraction. However, it would later be reported that the concrete itself had been deliberately and inadequately mixed with nitrogen gas, with the aim of accelerating the curing process. Coupled with the deep pressure of the ocean, this unfortunately became the catalyst for the explosive catastrophe. 
The cap fractured, resulting in an unavoidable discharge of gas, which proceeded to project upwards to the main platform before igniting, thus causing the massive explosion on the rig and subsequent oil spill. The rationale behind the spill of oil into the ocean was due to the deep burying of drills into the seabed, which as the rig exploded and proceeded to shudder and overturn, all exposed oil began to leak into the waters above and around. Despite an immediate recovery plan being implemented by the emergency services, as well as all entities involved, such as BP and Transocean, the tackling of such a major disaster proved hopeless. Fail-safe mechanisms, such as containment domes and mud packs failed, oil and gas continued to fuel the flames, and the enormity of the task seemed too big for anyone to control. It was estimated that the rig was spilling approximately 60,000 barrels of oil per day into the ocean, destroying aquatic expanse, and killing thousands of marine life in its wake. Not only were the waters majorly polluted, resulting in the mass loss of sea life, but after evacuations were completed and searches conducted, it would transpire that 11 employees died and numerous others were injured after the blast took place. And so, with all attempts to extinguish the flames and control the spill, the world watched in horror and despair as the rig slowly but surely collapsed and disintegrated into the ocean two days later. A month passed before a new cap was fitted to ease the continuous pumping of oil into the waters of the Gulf. The fitting seemed to do its job, but it would take approximately four months before the spill was fully contained. With an eventual apology issued from BP, it would be reported that a total of 205 million gallons had poured into the ocean and across the Gulf of Mexico. The recovery process was on an unprecedented scale considering the damage, loss of aquatic and human life, as well as the polluted waters, which would never be the same again. In January 2013, BP stated that they were still pursuing possible sources of the oil sheen that lay beneath the waters and emitted from the doomed rig. Chemical records seemed to propose residual oil continuously leaking from the wreckage. During the same month, Transocean agreed to pay $1.4 billion for violations of the US Clean Water Act. BP, however, did not have the same leniency. After having agreed to pay $2.4 billion for the same violations, they were informed that additional penalties would be imposed, which could have cost as much as $20 billion. US District Judge Carl Barbier apportioned blame across all three companies involved. BP was found guilty of gross negligence and willful misconduct under the CWA, incurring 67% of the damages, whilst Transocean adopted 30%, with the remaining 3% being issued to Halliburton. The judge would rule that the cap issue and other faults, which led up to and included the explosion, were negligent and reckless on the part of the three entities. On the 8th of December 2014, the US Supreme Court rejected a contested payment by BP, and so an eventual settlement of approximately $7.8 billion was provided by them to compensate the victims' families, as well as those injured or otherwise affected by the blast. With the formal issues, agreements, and settlements regarding the Deepwater Horizon disaster apparently settled, it didn't take long for the conspiracy theory community to dig deeper into what really happened on that day, and why. 
That is turn our attentions to the frightening possibilities that may have culminated in the loss of 11 lives and the biggest oil spill in US history. The first conspiracy relates to the Gulf of Mexico itself. Many believe that there are unsolved mysteries and all sorts of secrets under the waters of this vast space of ocean. Being the largest gulf in the world, it encompasses 60,000 square miles. Through various expeditions, bubbles of gas escaping from the seafloor, as well as unidentified fish-like aliens, sunken shipwrecks and possible treasure holdings have been located and researched over the years. This, coupled with the date April 20th, which was Adolf Hitler's birthday, and the day after Israel's 2010 independence celebrations is rather ironic. Also on the day that the rig eventually sank on the 22nd of April, it would commonly be referred to and known as Earth Day. Some theorists attempt to connect these chronological dots in order to decipher a root cause of the accident, or perhaps to try and prove the existence of occult-like events. If these opinions are a little too outlandish in their sentiment, then perhaps more alternative, facetious concepts are worth looking at. Despite self-promotion as peacekeepers and earth admirers, there is a majority of certain eco-groups that have been radicalized in their motives to prevent offshore drilling, and so fingers have pointed at local environmentalists as potential culprits in the explosion. Though nothing has been proven, some say that the explosion was actually an arson attack coordinated by terrorists to spread their ideology. Conspiracy theory website Godlike Productions has also transmitted a post which turns the blame on Russia. As Russian submarines are regularly transported and coordinate tests off the coast of Cuba, another country associated with communist ideals, the claimant believes this is vital evidence of a direct threat towards the United States. Russia was known at the time to frequently show aggressive, intimidating behavior with regards to their militarized arsenal, and so this could have been a warning shot to demonstrate what they were capable of. The US would keep this under wraps, of course, to not spread fear amongst the population. Sticking with the communist theory, North Korea has also been accused of having conducted a sabotage mission against the United States, with the target being that of Deepwater Horizon. The theory goes that the rig was torpedoed by a submarine which was crewed by the North Korean 17th Sniper Corps and ended as a suicide mission to terrorize the infrastructure which regularly provided wealth and big business to South Korea. The drilling contractor Transocean is part of South Korea's Hyundai Heavy Industries, so this would have been an ideal opportunity to not only disrupt the economy of its southern neighbor, but also to the US, whom they perceived to be an enemy. The origin of the submarine's tactical mission was to hide within a cargo ship bound for Venezuela, which left Cuba 24 hours before the day of the disaster. The precision of the attack continued with the submarine dispatching a secondary sub combined with the torpedoes, which was deployed the next day. As if the damage had not already been done, the story apparently ended with the initial leading submarine performing its suicide mission two days later by blowing itself up underneath the rig structure to bring it down. What do you think? Unsurprisingly, the conspiracy community have often cast the net wide on who could be responsible for certain events. However, on occasion, Western groups have looked at themselves as potential saboteurs, especially with events close to home. One of the largest ongoing conspiracies is the 9-11 cover-up, 
the belief that the US government were in fact responsible for the fall of the World Trade Centers in 2001 as a means to invade Iraq and Afghanistan. In the case of the Deepwater Horizon, some have pointed out one of the immediate reactionary measures taken by President Barack Obama. It's reported that under Obama's orders, a SWAT team attended the scene with an internet blogger questioning its purpose, asking why. Unless it was an act of terrorism, an act of war, or if they were sent to carry out some covert operation. With the rumor mill running wild, many began to question the potential motives for a self-inflicted tragedy by President Obama's administration in order to push the party's resilience of offshore drilling and oil tycoons. By allowing the explosion and subsequent death to occur, the Obama administration would be able to demonstrate the dangers and security breaches of such structures, especially with the public broadcast of the SWAT division. Other stories have emerged that Dick Cheney, a former Vice President of the United States and one of the most powerful politicians of all time, had a part to play in the events that occurred on that day. Known for being a very intelligent yet cunning diplomat, and according to George Bush II, as having his own empire with a very hard line, Cheney was continuously on the lookout for opportunities wherever they presented themselves. A one-time CEO of Halliburton, the company who designed and fitted the hazardous cap, Cheney's associated partners would have profited from a rise in oil prices and various other schemes through such a disaster. Therefore, the question is posed, did one of the shrewdest and mischievous politicians of our time coordinate a deliberate demolition of one of the biggest oil rigs in one of the most profitable regions on the planet for economic gain? Money is a major source of power, especially when it comes to politics and oil. Wars have been fought in the name of such precious commodities, and so another debate has risen with regards to the ownership and economic fallout of the tragedy. Seemingly, those who had and still have influence of the financial markets began to sell their shares in BP just days before the event took place. Even the chief executive of BP himself, Tony Harvard. Why was this? The theories continue from biological warfare to UFOs. Those who believe in the chemtrail theory, the chemical release of condensation from aeroplanes that may in fact be used for more sinister purposes, is a relative suspicion to that which happened to Deepwater Horizon. Subscribers to the chemtrail legend is that the fumes emitting from the planes above are actually used for weather modification, psychological manipulation, population control, or biological and chemical warfare. Despite numerous tests and the producing of evidence to the contrary, the belief goes on that certain gases are being used against us as the elitists aim to take control of the world. Therefore, the possibility of an impending explosion of methane gas bubbles in Gulf waters to completely annihilate mass areas of land and their populations could be the long-term intention of the so-called Illuminati. The Deepwater Horizon was perhaps a minor test through the manipulation of such gases. Author Terence Aim, whose written works include Mysteries of the Multiverse, 25 True Stories from Time and Space, has also written for publications and online platforms, including tech website Helium. During an interview with the forum, Ames spoke of a giant bubble of methane lying beneath the oil fields across the Gulf that may eventually rise up to the surface due to the events that happened in 2010. Basing his assumptions on another methane bubble that rose around 250 million years ago, 
the results were catastrophic to say the least. Apocalyptic explosions coupled with air and atmospheric poisoning wiped out most of the population at the time. AIM states that the rig's explosion would generate a geological apocalypse that will culminate with the first mass extinction of life on Earth in many millions of years. The final and most bizarre theory is that the consistent drilling to the depths of the Gulf of Mexico awoke a long dormant UFO, which was buried three miles under the ocean. The craft, then in its defense, projected some kind of blast torpedo that penetrated the rig and caused the mass explosion and eventual oil spill from the floorbeds below. There are many within the conspiracy community who believe in the possibility of extraterrestrial life residing in the deepest, darkest bodies of water here on Earth. And considering that most of our oceans have not been fully discovered yet, would certainly give credence to this proposal. Former police detective Gary Heseltine is vice president of the International Coalition for Extraterrestrial Research, which consists of various scientific experts. He claims that the alien life forms we have come to discuss and debate are not from outer space, but indeed from the oceanic abyss. Another case for this is relative to the Middle Earth argument, and of UFO technologies at the central core of our planet. This belief has even led to militarized expeditions to the Antarctic, such as Operation High Jump in the late 1940s, which we have covered on this channel before. Whatever the belief, reasons or cause for the blast that brought down the deep water horizon on the 20th of April 2010, it's important to recognize the dangers that the men and women experience each and every day as the offshore drilling argument rages on. 11 people died that day, which is 11 people too many. As we continue to make strides in technological advancements and explore our oceans in the pursuit of purposeful expeditions and intelligent life forms, let us hope that nothing like this happens again. No amount of oil is worth a single drop of blood in the name of profit. Until next time, take care, and we'll see you again for another episode of Destination Declassified.